It is almost the weekend, and with it being another Friday, that means it's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. It's good to be with you. And as we move into January, we want to take a few weeks to look at different issues related to the sanctity of life. As you may know, uh, this month marks the 41st anniversary of Roe versus Wade, uh, the legal decision that made abortion legal in all 50 states and has caused the death of over 55 million unborn babies. Uh, but there is more to life than just unborn life, and our blatant disregard for unborn life has led to some abuses of other stages of life, whether it be the elderly or whether it be of children in general. A lot of people don't realize that child abuse went up about 70% after the legalization of abortion. So there are a lot of connected issues. And over the next few weeks, we will, Lord willing, be looking at issues related to respect for the elderly and uh, dealing with children with special needs and even some tough subjects like miscarriage. So I hope that as you listen this month, you will be blessed and you'll share these with others. But that leads to today's topic, and we're going to talk today about respecting the elderly. And we will be having an interview that I did with my grandfather in just a few minutes. But first, Adam has our quote of the day. All right, and this comes from Psalm 92. Verses 12 through 14, it says here, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God, and they shall st- they shall still bring forth fruit in old age, and they shall be fat and flourishing. All right, Adam, the reason that I chose this verse is, especially that phrase, they'll bring forth fruit in old age. Yes. Um, as I was uh, preparing to do this interview with my grandpa, We actually talked a little bit off the recording, and he was talking about how young people like you and I don't, at least in general, like to listen to the older people to gain their wisdom. We kind of feel like they've lived their lives, like they're washed up, and it does affect them. Um, It it broke my heart to hear my grandfather voice that. I mean, I... I kind of have seen that as true in our society, Mm -hmm. but to hear an older person voice that, it really broke my heart because I was like, you know, it's not just something we say. It really is true, and he knows it, and it affects him. So did you have any thoughts? I think that's true how we sometimes can put a label on those that are greater in years because we may think, oh, as being in our 20s, 30s, even 40s, that they're so far ahead in life that there's no connection there. But really, I mean, if you think about it, they've really lived through, I don't want to say it all, but they kind of have in a way, especially once you get to the 70s and 80s and in those you know, years of wisdom. And it's, it's so much better sometimes just to stop and listen instead of sometimes we even try to give them advice. Like, hey, you know, it's different times now and all this, but we're all people. We all go through some of the same things and struggles. So they always have some great stuff to offer. Mm-hmm. And the best way to avoid mistakes is to... Talk to people that have lived through the life stages that you're going through. One of the things that we often do is we go to our peers and we say, how should we handle this? But they really don't know necessarily because they're going through the same exact thing. Right, exactly. So we need to have experience on our side. Well, I'm very excited now to bring you this interview that 
my grandfather did with me. Um, he's not necessarily the most comfortable doing this kind of thing, <laughs> but I, I am so thankful that he was gracious enough to do this and that you as the listener are going to get to hear from one of my heroes, my grandfather. Enjoy. All right, this is Andrew Gomison here, and I am very grateful today to be interviewing my grandfather, uh, Leland Arms, and I thank, want to thank him, first of all, for sitting down and spending a couple minutes with us. So we'll just get started with these questions. Um, Grandpa, could you tell us a little bit about how you came to know Jesus Christ? Our church went to a youth rally in Flint, and I heard uh, that I needed to accept Christ as my Savior, because I had never done that. And so I went forward and met with a counselor and asked Jesus to be my Savior. Well... Uh, that's great, and I know that for me, um, my spiritual heritage is something that I'm very grateful for, and uh, it's it's nice to know that uh, you came to that decision uh, at a fairly early age. How old would you say you were? Sixteen. Sixteen. Um, okay, well, thank you for sharing that. The next question that I have here is, how many siblings did you have, and where did you fall in line? Well, I had, there was uh, 13 in my family, and I was number 12. Okay, and what was it like being near the youngest of such a large family? Well, we always had so many around a farm that, we just learned to get along, and we really didn't have a lot of time to argue or fight because we had to work. And and working is definitely something that is a good thing to learn because everybody needs to do it. There's always jobs that need to be done. So, I mean, I'm glad that that was instilled in you. One of the reasons that that was is because you grew up on a farm. Right. Um, can you give us uh, maybe one interesting or fun memory from living on the farm? Well, <clears throat> I can give you one that was funny because as kids, we were always goofing off anyway. And uh, one day I was trying to ride one of the cows and she bucked me off on a fence. So I didn't do that again. But most of the time we worked. Uh, my dad always had something for us to do. All right. And what would you say uh, is the biggest difference between children when you were growing up, when you were a child, and children now? Well, all the children around us as I grew up on the farm were farm children so everybody worked. We didn't have time to well do a lot of other things. Uh, 
you had chores to do every day, so you didn't have time to spend in, at school sports, a lot of us. And we just went home and went to work, which children don't work out today. And that's one of the problems of our youth. They never learn to work. It's definitely a, a different, we definitely have much more of an entertainment-oriented culture. I know from working at summer camp that that there's a lot of times when good things would happen there, but it also sometimes felt weird because it seemed like we have to find all the best ways to entertain these people because that's what that's what being a child is about nowadays is being entertained and it's not that being entertained is bad i mean i know that you yourself like to watch movies from time to time and enjoy that and different forms of entertainment but just that the focus when you were younger was work and then the entertainment or relaxation came as a payoff for hard work whereas today uh, the entertainment's kind of the expectation Kind of changes things around. All right. Well, um, let's uh, go on to our next question, and uh, if and that is if you could say one thing to the people listening, especially the teens and young adults, uh, what piece of advice or wisdom would you have for them? One thing is. I think that people should have a greater interest in work so that they can better themselves. Too many young people spend their time listening to entertainment or watching movies or TV, and they don't get out and associate with people and work. And I think that work keeps people out of trouble. There, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, there's an old saying called um, that said, "Idle hands are the devil's playground," and that's not uh, in the scriptures. But there are some principles to that effect. Um, that you know, because God talks a lot about hard work, and actually work was mentioned before sin even came into the world. So that kind of shows us that, that importance. And, uh, well, I have a few more questions here, and we will get right to them. Okay, continuing on. Grandpa, you um, are getting on in life, and uh, I think um, you're... Uh, learned a lot and and had a lot of life experiences. I know I've I've looked at you as someone um, as an example and as one of my heroes on how to live a a good uh, Christian life. And um, through all these years that you have lived and that God has been faithful to you, uh, is there anything that you would have done differently looking back? Well, I don't know. I, where I am today is through the decisions that I made, and I find myself enjoying today. So I don't know whether I would would have changed anything in the past. 
But I think we have to be careful of the decisions that we make as we grow up so that we end up where we can say it's been good and we're in a spot where we can enjoy life. So no, I don't think I'd change anything. Well, and that that's a that's a testimony in and of itself um that you can look back with that confidence and um I know one thing I do know about you is that you are uh, uh, willing to admit when you've been wrong, and so that that makes for a, a godly person as well. But I, I definitely can resonate with you and say with utmost confidence that the best way to live life is to live in such a way that you don't wouldn't have to change anything. Right. Um, John Wesley once somebody once asked John Wesley. What would you do if you only had 24 hours to live? And he said, I wouldn't do anything differently than what I'm planning to do over the next 24 hours. The point being that he was so confident in what God had called him to do that he wasn't going to alter it in any way. And that story is convicting to me because I can't always say that. But that that's something that I'm striving um, to. Something I aspire to is to have that kind of confidence in, in what I'm doing and what the Lord has asked me to do. Um, so kind of, uh, so moving right along, we just have a couple more questions here. Um, if you were to briefly define success for our listeners, what would you say? Well, a lot of people define success in different ways. Uh, I would define it as getting a job, sticking with the job, but people today don't want to stick with a job. For instance, I have a brother. I had a brother that worked at the same job for 42 years. Now, some people wouldn't like that. Now, I worked at the same job for 30 and a half years, so I didn't spend quite as much time as he did. But the fact remains that we stayed. We didn't feel that we had to make a change to better ourselves. I think you can better yourself where you are by staying with that job and and caring for the needs of your family. And uh, well, you can serve the Lord in that, wherever you are, but you still have to make that decision that this is where God wants me now, and so then stay there. And so now that I'm retired, that has paid off. And one final question. I know when I was going over these with you before we started recording, you said you weren't sure if you had a favorite Bible verse, but if there's one verse or maybe two short verses in particular that often come to your mind as you're going through life, um, would you be willing to share those with us? Well, one of them would be John 3.16. Everybody knows that verse. Even 
adults because a lot of them learned it when they were kids. But I've been working on memorization the last few months, and so I've memorized a lot, a lot of verses. But they're not necessarily favorite. It's just because I I found them interesting, and I've memorized them. But one was John 10, 27, 28, 29, and 30. I won't quote them, but I've memorized them. And I'm working on the book of, first book of Psalms. I want to memorize that whole chapter. So that's my favorite, memorizing Scripture, even at my age. And and that's, that's another convicting thing, because I know um, as a young man that I should be memorizing Scripture as well, especially since we, we don't know how much longer um, we will be even allowed to have Bibles. You know, the way the way our culture is going, it doesn't really like the things of Christ. Um, so, But if we memorize Scripture, it will be with us no matter if they take our Bibles away or not. So, um, well, thank you very much, Grandpa, for taking this time to talk to us, talk to me, and um, I hope that our listeners will will find some benefit from this uh, interview. Um, again, the main purpose of it is just to highlight that God has things to teach us from every stage of life. And so um, I'm just so thankful that my grandpa could come and was willing to do this interview, and I hope that people are blessed by it. Thank you very much for listening. All right. Well, there you have it, an interview with my grandfather. I am very grateful that he was willing to do that, and I think I gleaned a lot even from that time sitting down with him today, even though... um, even though I've known him for all my life. Did you have any thoughts, Adam? Uh, yeah, there was actually one thing that popped into my head listening to that interview towards the end there where he said, you know, where I'm memorizing Scripture even at my age. And I think it's such a great reminder that just because we're at a certain age or a certain number, that doesn't mean that God's plan for us is done or that there is a time limit on what we're doing. As long as we're still here, we can do it, you know, as long as it's God's will. So... I found that very interesting how, you know, we can do that. We can kind of put timetables on stuff, but even your grandpa was saying, even at my age, I can still do it, and that's for anyone at anyone, any age right now. Well, and I just want to reiterate something we talked a little bit about earlier, and that is about how older people can sometimes get to a point where they feel useless, where they don't feel appreciated. Um, But if you have a grandfather or a grandmother in your life let them know how much you appreciate them. And if you don't have a biological one, if you don't have a grandpa or a grandma living, find someone older that you can learn from. Uh, choose to, or ask them to become your mentor because you'll, you'll learn things. You'll learn amazing things that you didn't even know that you were lacking and you'll be a better person for it. Uh, and I, I just really hope that people have enjoyed um, today's broadcast. And as we continue through this month, Talking about the sanctity of human life, I hope that we will have a new appreciation for what God created when he made 
mankind. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. And as I always say, keep serving the best of masters. Your executive producer is Adam McNutt, and I am Andrew Gomison. Have a great weekend.